three, two, one. You are now listening to the Heartbeat Show podcast. Enjoy the show. All right, Ray. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. And yourself? (laughs) Good. Thank you. Good. Um, All right. Hey, everybody. Here live with my buddy, uh, Ray Higdon. Uh, We went to high school together. We can talk about that. We went to high school together. Go Tritons. What's that? Best high school. Go Tritons. Ever. Loser Seahawks over there in the Cape. Um, <laughs> but is that still accredited? Is that still an accredited? I, no, I no, no, it got shut down. FBI yeah. took it down a while yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, uh, wanted to bring Ray on you guys. Um, I'm going to share this in a couple of spots here real quick, but, uh, I want to bring Ray on because of what's going on now, uh, in our economy. And, you know, Ray is a, uh, I, you know, it's funny. We always say about age. I'm always like, because we went to high school together, it's like he's one grade younger than me, you know? So like, you know, pretty much just, we're the same age. Once you get over like 35. Mm. Like, much younger. Admit it. You're younger. <laughs> and I hate your hairline. I won't lie to you, dude. You got a full head of hair. I think I said this last time we talked. I don't that's like a zo- it, That's a Zoom filter. I use a Zoom <laughs> filter. Like if you see me in person, it's like, whoa. I need, I need, to, get, I need to get one of those filters. <laughs> um. But I wanted to bring you on uh, to talk about that economy that you and I both went through, uh, which sure. was uh, 2007, 2008 uh, mortgage real estate meltdown. Uh, you and I both went through it. And I know I learned a ton from it yeah. about business myself and everything else. And I know you did too. And so I thought it'd be cool, man, to talk about what you learned from that time frame uh, and was able to carry it over into this one. Uh, you know, for the current financial crisis we have going on, because that's what this is. Yeah. Um, and so, but before you do that, man, you mind telling everyone just your real quick story? They don't know it. Are you okay doing that? Sure. Um, so, yeah, my name is Ray Higdon, and I um, I had worked my way up in the corporate world to um, a pretty decent salary, and I just didn't like... Um, you know, the harder I work, the more they would pay me, which that's nice. Not all jobs are like that, but also the more they would demand of me. So I was working a lot of hours. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. And so uh, in 2004, um, I decided that I was going to shift gears. And so I started studying real estate and uh, left the corporate world in 2005, like perfect timing, right? And um, what could go wrong? And yeah. so um, here in Southwest Florida, so I was uh, living in Naples at the time, but uh, working real estate, I did get my mortgage license um, and, uh, you know, was doing loans, was uh, me and a buddy were buying rental properties in uh, mainly East Fort Myers. And, and so we're trying to build up a real estate portfolio that cash flowing properties. And in the meantime, was also, you know, flipping some properties and, and honestly, um, man, I, I thought it was amazing, you know, like just making so much, you know, making lots of money. I wasn't the smartest. It was just like, everybody's making money. And so it was, it was great. And so when the market changed, there's um, definitely some things that, you know, that I learned, I ended up pivoting um, after losing it all throughout 2008, which I will talk about. 
uh, I end up going into a, um, a network marketing company, which, uh, to be honest, I'd kind of sworn off. I didn't want to do network marketing, but um, my credit shot, no one's hiring and I had no money. So I put it on a credit card and started that journey and um, did become the number one income earner in that company. And now my you know, wife and I, we coach and train mainly that profession. Um, you know, we do speak at other events and, and things like that that aren't network marketing specific, like, you know, funnel hacking or there's a few other events that, that we speak at or whatever. But um, some of the lessons were just really, really powerful. Um, looking back, I'm weirdly grateful for it because it humbled me. Um, I was really um, cocky back then. I thought I could do no wrong. And, um, you know, I hadn't been humbled in that way. Um, and so it was very, very good for me to better appreciate money and uh, better appreciate, um, I think, people, you know, too, to be honest, because um, I, I, I was arrogant. And so I needed those lessons. And now, um, you know, we're we coach and train people, um, which it's an interesting time for that because there's a lot of people that are legally mandated to stay at home, have also lost their jobs and income and are actually looking for ways to, to make money. So we've been helping a lot of people with navigating the home business network marketing world. And um, a lot of our members and, and clients are, are actually doing really well right now um, because so many people are looking for alternative ways to make money. So right. <clears throat> my story. <laughs> yeah. Would you, not to put you on the spot, if you don't want to do it, don't do it, but about income. I mean, like, I think it's kind of important, like how, because, you know, what you've done, man, and, and yeah. I'm super proud of you, know you. Yeah, People thanks. Um, you know, we got, we got recognized a couple of years ago. I, I'm redoing my office, so this happens to be sitting here. I don't just pull this out on every Zoom I ever do, I promise. But a few years ago, we got recognized on the Inc. 5000, um, one of the fastest growing companies. And in the last... Um, um, I don't know. Um, I think we've now generated a little bit over maybe 30 million online. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's become a much, um, uh, more fun business. And, um, and so it's been cool. I mean, and we had our own hits. I mean, you know, like I, I do a lot of speaking events. So, you know, when the coronavirus came up, I mean, I had seven, you know, high ticket, events all cancel right mm -hmm. in a row and if i was solely relying on speaking that definitely would have been very very harmful still hurt but um you know wasn't you know devastating so gotcha i gotta pause we got dante hutchins who uh from uh, mariner high school yeah, man yeah and uh he was dogging me yesterday on a live he ragging on my forehead now he's going after you so uh -oh. he has, he, yeah he maybe had the biggest helmet out there he said he, you're a smart dude so <laughs> I think that's a compliment to me, Tim. I think it is. Yeah, I would take it as a compliment. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, with with going through 08 and then seeing this hit, um, what, what what do you think the differences are uh, in your opinion? And we talked briefly before we got on here about like, hey, you you already went through 08, so you're a little more battle tested, right? Like you're kind of like, okay, sure. here, here we go. But like, what, what are some of your, what are some of the things you took into this that you're seeing now? Um, so, so there's, I really see two different questions there. There's one of what's the difference. And then there's one of what's the difference in my reaction. Okay. So yeah. Good. Which one do you want first? Whichever one you want. Okay. So the difference is, uh, at least that I see is, um, you know, in 2008, 
obviously a lot of people were affected and um and we all at some point and some of some of us me included denied it for too long we assumed that it would you know it's going to bounce back like yep. you you know you'd you'd read you know, positive news <laughs> you know and you would you would hope the market makes a comeback and you're like yeah never yeah. happened right and and so there's there's so back then at some point you succumb to the idea that it's going to be years in the making that it's going to be okay we're we're just going to be duking it out in this economy for years and and so you kind of accepted that um now it's a big unknown we we don't know i mean i think there's there's a you know there's a couple different camps and um you know my uh you know some people feel like you know we should be locking down you know more and some feel like it's a little overreaction um, and I think that, I think the main thing, you know, I saw someone on Twitter, <laughs> I loved it. Someone on Twitter posted, uh, Hey, lunatics, it's not a question of save your grandma or save the economy. Um, you know, let's all calm down. Let's try to be reasonable here. Right. right? And I just, I, I really like that comment because some people are so, uh, I think built up angst and, um, you know, like upset and stressed and whatever that they're wanting to lash out at anyone with a, an opposing opinion. And it's just like, Hey, you know, at the end of the day, we would like businesses that we love to stay in, in business. And we would also like to save lives and let's, you know, whatever. Um, let's try to find a way to do both. I mean, what's that? Let's try to find a way to maybe do both. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and without that, yelling at each other and calling each other right. evil. And that doesn't yeah. help. And, right. and so, but there is one, what I see a distinct difference between now and then is when you're really depressed back in 2008, you could at least go to the bar. And you know, no, no bar. And, and so if you look at who's affected and how quickly, I mean, this is like very different because I mean, so many waiters, waitresses, bartenders, personal trainers, hotel managers, flight attendants, uh, event planners, event managers, musicians, athletes, like there's just, there's so many people that are affected so quickly that it's, um, you know, it's wild. It really is wild. And, and so a lot, like I know I was talking to our event planner last week and she's been in this game for, you know, 20 years or whatever. And she goes, you know, 2008, uh, yeah, there was, you know, it was a little rough, but you know, it, it wasn't crazy. And she's like, this is crazy. Um, you know, so like the world Marriott, which I, I believe either still is the number one largest Marriott in the world or up there at least, um, they were at 6% occupancy. So they just closed their doors. I mean, you're talking about thousands of employees that's that's one hotel and so and none of these people are being told hey you're going to get paid not going to get paid no one knows right and so there's a lot of people that i i think much faster than 2008 and in a much larger number have come to the realization of how financially fragile they were and it's not not their fault but that you know you're either you're, you got you know two camps in there one is I hope the government bails me out, um, which isn't going to happen. Um, and then the other, the other people that are like, man, maybe I need to do something else. And so I just see it. It's, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird time for sure. And I, my heart goes out to, you know, I look at uh, some of my friends that own local businesses that are just like, you know, Hey guys, help spread the word. I mean, they're trying to stay afloat, but if you, if you didn't have a social media presence before this, you may just be wiped out. I mean, I'm serious, you know, like you, depending on whatever kind of business you had, I mean, it's almost like 
if you didn't have social media, if you didn't have any kind of online approach, you're statistically probably just, uh, you know, you've got an uphill battle for sure. And so like, that's, um, you know, how can we help these people? And cause obviously we hate seeing so many people hurt, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And a good point about the social media thing, because, you know, looking back at when 08 happened, we really, I mean, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all this stuff really wasn't jamming, you know, like it, it wasn't a, a big thing either. Um, and you mentioned about people with, they just go to the bar, you know, like yeah. back then. And now it's been pretty wild to watch it play out on social media. And you just see and sense the fear, the angst, anxiety, you know, like going on out there and uh, the anger um, on both sides of it. it's pretty wild uh, to watch sad. You're right, man. It's, it's, and it was a snap of a finger. Like it almost, you know, sure. like I hate to say like Thanos, you know, the Avengers. Yeah. Really. yeah. But I mean, yeah. it's kind of like what it was all of a sudden, like, boom, they're off, you know, no restaurants, all that stuff you just talked about. Um, so going through both of those, or I shouldn't say going through both. I mean, we're not through this yet. Sure. But what are, what are some of the um, pieces of advice that if someone's watching this, like in my mind, there's probably two camps that maybe watching this. It's someone that has lost their job, right? Like hurting, upset, scared, et cetera. And there's probably another camp that's like, um, hey, I still got my job, but my eyes are open. Yeah. You know, like. I, I see what's out there. I see how fragile this is and how quick it can go, it can go away. Yeah. So I'd be curious. Let's start with the person that um, is watching now that's out of a job and struggling. What are some advice? What, what's some advice you'd give them to help them make them make it through this? Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, I, and I'll also share the differences in reaction too, because I, I didn't, I realized I didn't share that. And there's probably some business owners that would watch your stuff, you know, um, so I want to help, help them with that too. So I look at, like, I did everything wrong in 2008. Like I, I had, if you, if you had a, a blueprint of, okay, here's what not to do. I probably check every box. Um, so I continued to, you know, pay, you know, every, every bill, you know, like it was keep doing all the same, all every single, like my expenses from, you know, throughout this entire thing, basically were pretty much the same until they all stopped and I couldn't pay any of them. And, and so, um, one of our, um, you know, we have several business coaches and, and, you know, one thing that's very common, if you talk to people who've been through, you know, you know, tough times and something, uh, for business owners, the not being aware and not being flexible to, to evaluate and cut expenses, uh, quickly is, is your number one mistake. And so had I reacted faster, evaluated expenses, you know, then, you know, that would have made a whole lot more sense. Um, and I was just optimistic that things would come back versus try to create a new solution. So for, I mean, probably a good year and a half, I'm just like, Hey, I hope it gets better. And that didn't make anything get better. And, uh, and so that just wasn't, wasn't very smart. And so I would say if, if I'm in, if I have, a, if I've lost a job right now, I would be looking for a solution. I would be looking for, okay, I may or may not get it back. Okay. But what can I do to make extra money right now? And, um, you know, and obviously you, 
you know, you, you got some, some, some limitations, but the biggest limitation is really your creativity. And, and so like, obviously, you know, we have a lot of friends that are in uh, network marketing. Um, that is a very valid option. I mean, it's what turned, turned my life around and helped my, you know, it's what my career is, is based on. Not everyone likes it. Some people have a bad stigma about it, whatever. I mean, it's, you know, you just have to show people, hey, you open and take a look at this thing and they either are or they aren't. You don't have to invent anything. You don't have to, you know, invest a whole bunch of money. You don't have to, you know, have trademark attorneys, supply chain management, human resources, any of that stuff. It's just kind of there. And you can, you know, I know people that make millions of dollars a year off, you know, from a network marketing company. So that's one option, not your only option, right? You could right now um, look at the marketplace and this is what what I define as an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is someone who identifies a problem and solves it at a profit. And, and there's nothing wrong. If you think there's something wrong with a profit, then you don't understand you know, business. You can do whatever you want with your profit, but it's okay to, to be a profitable company. It's what keeps you around and able to impact more people and help more people. And so um, I'll give you one example that, you know, that I thought of, which is, Right now, you have a lot of restaurants that are obviously you know, closed, but they're doing takeout. But if they didn't have a social media presence or they didn't have an online presence, probably no one's going there. And so you could actually come up with a, um, you know, a service where you help these restaurants get more traffic. You help these restaurants get better positioned on social media. And, and that could really help them and help a lot of restaurants. You could come up with um, you know, different uh, methods and, and creative methods. Like I heard um, there's a, I forget the name of it, but there's a restaurant in um, I think Frisco, Texas, that um, every day they have a special meal that you can go and, and pick up, go home and actually make it yourself. And it's comprised of all these, you know, it's got real nice recipes and everything. And, um, and they've been sold out every single day. And, and so like getting creative, right? What can you do to help move uh, gift cards right now? I saw a restaurant in uh, New York that was, I think if you bought them for 50 bucks after June, they're worth a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, and so like, what, what are problems in the marketplace that you might be able to, to help with? Um, you know, so that's, I, I, I would attempt to find solutions. I would attempt to find what are some ways that you can make some extra money right now. Um, you know, and just, you know, I think it's very powerful if you're in a job to have a plan B, have some kind of side business, have some kind of side, you know, income, you know, in case something, you know, crazy does happen. Um, as far as the people that, you know, have a job, eyes are opened, maybe not so, you know, financially affected, uh, I would be, you know, how can you help out some of the people that, that are? So, you know, for example, give a shout out my buddy, uh, Paul. He, uh, Paul Thomason, he has, uh, his company is uh, Clean Streaks here in Southwest Florida, and he owns a uh, window washing company and he also does uh, pressure washing. Well, you know, he went from pack days every single day to zero, nothing. And so, you know, I'm like, hey man, you know, can you kind of get you come out and pressure wash the dock? And so like looking to how can those that aren't so affected, how can you pump some, you know, some money and, and, and help some people out over tipping the Uber Eats driver? Um, you know, doing things where you're, you're able to, you know, help out some of these, some of these guys that are, that are hurting. Um, mm -hmm. And, and businesses, my big, my big, big advice is, you know, like I said before, is you gotta, you gotta look at those expenses. You gotta look at them quick. Um, the two biggest mistakes that I made in 2008 
one, I did a lot of advertising, but I didn't know what worked. So um, I had, you know, pharmacy bags, I had direct mail, I had Google AdWords, I had all this different stuff, but I didn't know what was actually working. And so when you don't know what anything is working, you just cut it all, which isn't the smartest idea. And so no, if you are doing advertising where you're paying money to you know, market your business, then you really need to know where is your actual money coming from, where are the transactions coming from. And so like, for example, you know, we look at, you know, we, you know, we spend a good amount of, on Facebook ads. We spend about hundred grand a, a month on Facebook ads, but some of that is for branding long-term. Um, some of it is, is profitable. You put a dollar in, you make $2. And so we have definitely scaled back the, um, at least for now, some of the longer term stuff. But one thing we noticed is a lot of our competitors are cutting their ads. So our ads are actually cheaper now. And so we're actually, the ads are, you know, those who are able to weather the storm and understand tracking can actually do really, really well in ads right now um, to help more people, help more of their customers um, and, and maintain their, their business. Um, and then the second thing is looking at those expenses. So, you know, we don't know, I and mean, we believe we'll be fine, um, but um, don't, don't, don't believe that, or <laughs> I believe that, you know what, maybe I need to be overly cautious right now. So one of the first things we did was look at our expenses. What are the big expenses? What are the big, you know, checks going out? And, uh, and we actually did successfully negotiate, um, you know, three different large payments to spread them out over a longer time, uh, just to give us a little bit of breathing room just in case. And we hope we, you know, we hope, you know, two months, three months from now that that was totally overly cautious, but I'd rather be overly cautious than, uh, you know, blow all the money, right. To blow all the cash. Right. And so that, that would be some of my suggestions. Yeah. Do you have any other, um, hopes that you think the average, uh, American takes out of, you know, this whole, um, coronavirus? Like anything you hope that we as a country maybe learn? Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I think one, and, and I don't know if there's anyone left that doesn't understand this anymore, but understand that the media is a for-profit industry and um, they're not for you. Um, they are to um, get traffic and get eyeballs. And to do that, they have to be negative. So you're not hearing about, um, you know, Officer O'Leary saving the cat from a tree, you're hearing about how many are dying or how many projected yeah. to die. And, and it's just, it is negative. It is so negative. It's exactly what the, you know, what we don't need. And then, and then they go so far to, you know, use fake information. You know, they, it came out today that, you know, CBS was showing clips of a hospital in Italy claiming that it was in New York. And it's just like, we don't need that crap, man. And so just understand that I think people would be much better off if, you know, you went, if you, if you got to find out if Publix is open, find out if Publix is open. Don't watch the media. I really, I really don't think you should, you should watch that. If you need to know something, then go find it out. Google it. You'll find it in two seconds. But, um, you know, this, this obsessive, you know, consumption of the media has an effect on you. It has an effect yeah. on your creativity, has an effect on your productivity. Um, you know, if, if we're to believe the media and that all hope is lost, then um, we're just going to curl up in a little, you know, fetal position and cry ourselves to sleep. Um, there's still that American spirit of, you know, those, obviously in the U.S., there's that American spirit of, you know, this too shall pass. We will, we will overcome this. Um, you know, we, you know, 
bounce back stronger from 2008, bounce back stronger from 9-11, and we can bounce back stronger from this. The length of time it's going to take, I think, is, you know, how, how much do you believe that, that, you know, you can make a difference, that you can make an impact. And so um, hopefully more people will not be so consuming of the media and not be so ready to battle it out with those of, a, of differing opinions. I can read an opinion that's different than mine and not actually argue, believe it or not. It's an uncanny ability. It's amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and it grants me a lot of peace um, because it's a waste of damn time. You know, yep. you, you trying to convince someone like you, you trying to change someone politically on social media, it, it you know, they're not the moron because <laughs> you're just wasting time. You got too much time on your hands. Go do something productive. Instead of arguing, just go, go build a table and try to sell it or something like go do something productive, go do some pushups or pull-ups. And, and so like, you know, this people waste way too much time arguing. Well, and, and then you also, so like that's been going on for a while and I'm glad you brought up the media you know, and it's, it's twofold almost, whereas if it bleeds, it leads for them. They want doom and gloom, um, yeah. like you said. But the issue for them is like, you know, yeah, you got your eyeballs right now. But what are all your advertisers going to do now? You're like, are they going to have you the money to give you now? Like, you know, they right. they need a wake up call, man, for like um, to walk the line a little bit on ruining economies. Yeah. compared to just reporting the news, you know? Right. Yep. Um, so I mean, this is just one thing. The other thing is, man, next year, if they try to turn flu season into hurricane season to where for the entire world, you know, searching for that yeah. one little new virus from some little place in Africa that no, you know, like that's, yeah. you know, yeah. that's what's You're right, coming. man. You're right. That is, that is unfortunately, you know, because they're high as a kite right now, man. They're getting, they're getting their lick. And so, you know, like uh, they're going to want that lick next year too. And unfortunately they're probably going to find it and we'll probably, you know, do some, do something crazy. And this isn't making light of it. I know it sucks. I know it's, you know, terrible. Um, but to crush millions of employees and millions of businesses, um, I don't think is the smartest decision, you know, personally. Yeah, well, neither one of us are making light of it. It's just, it's, this has been ongoing, the reaction stuff. If it's not this, it's something else. You know, right. it's like over right. and over and over again. Um, so with um, with this, <clears throat> excuse me, with the coronavirus here, um, I'm, I've really noticed a lot of things I think that's coming up and that's the, the way people do business. And I'm not talking about like the social distancing type of aspect, but like what industries do you think from this? And I'm mainly talking about remote, like there's gonna be a lot of employees, a lot of businesses that are like, why are we renting this space? Like you guys can all do this yeah. from your house. You know, like, I'm curious, what do you think uh, business is going to look like when this is all said and done? Well, I think, um, you know, I mean, I, I, cause I used to like the idea of, owning a, you know, an office and, and having that, you know, traditional kind of thing. Um, we don't have an office. I mean, I, I work out of my home. All of my employees are virtual. We have people in Canada, California, Colorado, throughout Florida and Texas and a few other places. And, um, and so, you know, I think um, there's a great book out there. I think it's Jason Fried, I think, um, called Remote. And so uh, I think people should be much wiser because you can you can be leaner 
and, um, and still create an atmosphere of camaraderie. So I look at, um, you know, I look at, at our, our team. So we actually meet, so they're all virtual. None of us mm-hmm. see each other. None of us bring Susie the birthday cake, right? And consume it in the, in the break room, right? We don't have that. We don't have that right. phenomenon. Um, but every day, Monday through Friday, we jump on a team huddle for 15 minutes and we go through what's one thing you're grateful for? What's your number one priority? Do you have any stucks? And so we go through on a Zoom, get it, getting all together. We've been doing this for years. And so, uh, and then we come together, um, the, you know, execs come together once a quarter and then everyone comes together for the Christmas party. And so we have amazing camaraderie. Uh, we have better uh, chemistry than I would say most offices. And um, we just have an, a, an amazing organization of really, really cool people. And so I, I definitely think more and more people are, are going to be looking at that model if, of course, if they can. And, um, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, of offices that could totally op- operate remotely. It's either a, an ego thing or a scare thing like, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. Well, what if I don't have a, an office? Well, I think you're going to see that get more and more attractive. And um, it was always attractive to, you know, once I kind of understood it, it was always attractive to me because I mean, it's, it's less driving, you know, less, less, uh, you know, cost and expense and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I definitely think more and more people will be embracing that. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. I do too, man. Well, dude, you got anything else to add? Uh, I mean, I would just say, you know, I think focus on a solution and versus just play the hope game, which is what I did. I was just hoping that the market would come back and everything would go back to normal and, and it didn't. I will point out one thing though. Um, if you didn't have to pull out money in 2008, you, you made money, right? If you held your real estate from 2008, you made money. The market actually overall is, is actually up since then. Um, it's always the people that have to pull out their money you know, out of stocks or, or whatever else that, that end up getting hurt, unfortunately. And so, um, you know, I still believe in the long-term, you know, uh, market. I believe in the long-term, you know, even real estate. I, I believe in all that. And so um, I would not, um, you know, pull money out and, and, you know, think hoarding is the right idea because that I don't think it is. Um, that's just going to cause, you know, more of a, more of a problem than less. And, and just believe in your ability to get through this, um, but focusing on a solution. What can I do? What can I do to make extra money? What can I do to make this business stronger? And if you're a, a business owner, you know, have those tough conversations that you've been putting off, you know, and, and ask yourself, okay, do, you know, do we need this expense here? Do we need to have, you know, these, whatever, whatever that is in, in your business and um, you know, smarter businesses will, will definitely survive this. No problem. I believe my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, the one thing, well, a couple of things real quick. Um, I, I just like to throw out there to everyone, uh, carry some reserves, you know, you, you've got to have money socked away for your personal account for a rainy day, uh, minimum two months of living expenses, try to get to six months. Um, that's something that I see a lot credit card debt, get out of it. Uh, you know, once this is over with and done, and then if you're sitting there watching this or you're you're in quarantine, you can't work or whatever, do things to get yourself better. Um, For you sure. Know, you know, like this is, you got a moment here to like really better yourself, better your business, yeah. work on database management or your yeah. social media, you know, whatever it is, man. But like 
or or learn the saxophone. I mean, whatever. Oh, okay. Seriously. Oh, no joke. Yeah. Like do do something you've been putting off. And you know, one thing I threw out to our um, our members that, that we work with is uh, be able to answer this question powerfully: How did you grow or improve during the quarantine? If you can't answer that with anything, even personally, I learned the harmonica, or I learned Spanish, or I learned, or I you know uh, grew a side business, or whatever. If you can't answer that powerfully, then that's a real bummer because you got, you do have more time. And I know that some of us with, you know, kids home, you know, the whole time now, it's a, it's a different time, but you still do have, you know, some time and, you know, all of my travel was canceled. So I'm, I'm home much more than I would be normally. Um, and so how are you utilizing it? What are you doing? Amen, dude. Hey, so if anyone wants to learn more about you, Ray, where can they, f I know you're everywhere, dude. So like, where, where do you, where, where do you want, where do you want them to point, be pointed to, to follow you, man, to keep up with you? Yeah, I mean, um, you just search, um, you know, Ray Higdon on uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash Ray Higdon page. Um, yeah, you can find stuff there. Okay, I'll put your link in the bio too there. So, uh, and shout out to Jared Duggar here, Jeremy Lau. Thanks, guys, for the shout out. I got my buddy Mike on here saying I look like my dad, except I'm bald. So that's a, appreciate that, Mike. <laughs> Great crowd. <laughs> a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of bald jokes when I go live, bro. It happens. Yeah. It's all right. So Ray, dude, I appreciate you coming on, yeah. man. Thank you. Value your time. You're the best. Mm -hmm. uh, follow you. Stay in touch with you and go Triton, sir. Yes. Triton's all the way. Appreciate all it, right, man. Bro. All right. You need to let me know. Okay, buddy. Always here for you. You got it, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat Show podcast.